Welcome back to Rude Dude. Here for another one of everyone's favorite types of episodes, a cam-centric solo piece. Um, there's a very specific reason as to why I am sitting here by myself today, and we will be um, diving, uh, shall I say, real deep into that reason. Um, first and foremost, um, my partner Henry's out um, doing some stuff, and um I had to hop on here and make sure that we put something out for our, our dedicated listeners. And in all honesty, um, I'm not even really upset about it, to be honest with you. Uh, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm in the room by myself, um, talking to myself, um, like I always do, just like everybody already knows. But, um, to start, I wanted to say, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Um, over the past weekend, I know that for us, we had a very nice time. Uh, kids got to open gifts. Um, the little elf on the shelf that my daughter named Jackie got put away. Um, you know, got to spend some time with the family and, and all that. After re-listening to last week's episode, I know that <laughs> you can kind of come across like, fuck, man, like, can can this just, just all be over, dude? Like, I mean, I mean, for the love of God, I'm just running around and running around since Halloween, it feels like. Uh, but now that it's now that it's finally over, um, you can kind of almost miss it, right? Like I said here, I'm like, oh, now, now there's really uh, nothing to look forward to. It's like we're back in, in ordinary time. Uh, but overall, the kids had a good time, and that's all that really matters. We took a um, a very modest approach to our Christmas this year, like we talked about on the last episode, at least between Ash and I. Um, and it was nice, you know, just no, no, you know, going above and beyond um, for no damn reason. And I think that just kind of happens organically once you have children. Um, I may be wrong. Like, I, I, I don't really care what I'm getting for Christmas anymore. I just want the kids to be happy. Now, Graham doesn't know what the hell is going on. He's He's eight months old, I think. Yeah, eight months old. Um, so, you know, I opened his gifts for him. Um, he's probably out there in the living room as we speak, chewing on one of those toys. Um, he couldn't tell you where it came from, but Addie, Addie, Addie knows what's going on and it's, it's super cool to see her get super excited. I think it was really funny how, um, on the 26th, she woke up and was like, oh, where are the presents? And I had to look at her and be like, sweetheart, Christmas is done. And she like actually shed a tear, um, so I thought that was funny. The, the, uh, the universal disappointment that the holidays are over, um, not only just for us, but, but for the kids as well. Um, I think another victory that I wanted to share before I jump into my little, my little topic here on this, on this episode is, um, a little moment of gratitude for myself and for anybody else out there who lives in sober land. Um, another successful holiday season, um, clean and sober. On my part, 
Um, I know Henry stayed sober too. And, and those are big victories. Those are, those are big wins, man. Um, you can get around the family and see everybody, you know, having some drinks and, you know, there's always one person who had one too many and, and it's always just this, this, this chaos. Um, but the best part of it for me is I absolutely, and this can kind of come across as I have me being a, a pompous asshole. Um, but I, I relish in waking up the day after these holidays, completely sober, not hungover. And I love to see people who were turning up a little bit too hard, um, writhe in pain. Um, I, I, I'm a sadist, I guess, but, uh, it, it just, nothing, nothing makes me happier, man. Oh, I'm so hungover. Oh, I feel like shit. Oh, well, you look like shit. And, 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 and what'd you think, man? I mean, you're sitting there throwing back fucking 27 whiskey shots. I mean, if, if you, if you didn't feel like shit, then, then I'd be surprised. Um, but that's, I don't know if that's a universal thing with me and maybe that's a, that's something I got to work on. Cause I, cause I kind of feel like an asshole when I say it out loud, but, uh, you know, you know, sue me. I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. Um, and that leads me into, um, a fantastic thing. If you follow any of us on social media, um, then none of this will be a shocker to you. Um, but maybe, you know, um, we have some rogue listeners who don't, um, follow us on social media. You know, you don't know Henry or I personally, and you're just a listener to this podcast. Um, Kristen was in town out here in California. She came out uh, the California way um, after Christmas. I don't know. I think maybe she probably had Christmas with her daughter out there in West Virginia. Henry came out here, shared it with his daughters um, and his family. Um, but she came out on the 28th. And yes, before anybody says anything, Henry likes to call me an NPC um, because I, you know, I don't really go out and hang out with people anymore. Um, and I've always kind of been like, uh, you know, a, a keep to myself kind of guy. Um, I wasn't like that back when I was drinking all the time, but the more I got sober, I just kind of like, ah, you know, eh, I, I'm just going to stay here with my happy little family and, and, and throw the ball for the dog. But I did get the opportunity to actually see Henry's face. Uh, I got to give him a hug. He is luscious and super jacked. Um, I got to meet Kristen. I got to give her a hug. I got to see Super Boss. I got to see Mackenzie. I got to tell her thank you for doing the pod again in person. Um, I got to see Katie, um, which is wild that she's, I think she told me she's almost 17 years old. Uh, and, you know, Hen and I being friends for as long as we have, that is absolutely bananas to me. Um, she's already, you know, a foot taller than me, which like we've talked about before is no task at all. Um, I'm five, seven. So, um, it, it it's not a task. <laughs> I actually, now that I'm sitting here rambling about height, uh, I had a, I had a super victory for a short people the other day. Um, I, I was in the liquor store buying um, some more cancer for my mouth and I looked back and I saw a dude and this dude had to be you know, three to four inches shorter than me. And I, 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 I was so stoked. I was so stoked. Like I needed this win. I needed it. Um, and I just sat there and I looked at him to look at, I was like, look at this, look at this short ass guy. Like, like, Oh man, look at, I mean, he's looking up at me. Um, I mean, I am the best. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't think that, but, but it was kind of nice to see somebody who wasn't, um, 
you know, 10 feet taller than me. Um, but I digress. Anyway, so uh, Henry was shown her around the village, you know, Fair Oaks where we grew up, uh, things like that. And they ended up going down to San Francisco. Um, I guess Kristen had been there before for a work trip, but he wanted to give her a tour of the city, you know, from our perspective, we have our, our California, uh, our California, you know, insight. We've been there 5,000 times and here, here's some cool things. Yada, yada, yada. Well, it should come as no surprise that, um, my boy, my best friend and my podcast partner, uh, proposed to Kristen and she said, yes. And it, it, <laughs> I can't really put into words how beautiful that actually is. Um, you know, I obviously had been privy to the fact that, you know, he had bought the ring. Um, I was team Kristen on saying, hey, bud, you know, you can even ask Henry on this podcast. And sure, Kristen will probably listen to this and be like, oh, was Cameron really saying these things? I was. I was saying these things. I was saying, man, you got to lock that one down. You're not finding anything better than that. And I had that same type of epiphany um, with my wife, um, which is why, you know, that was the catalyst for me getting sober. If you've listened to my so in listen to my story. Um, you know, my dad told me the same thing. He looked at me and he was just like, you know, you're never going to find another woman like that one. And, and it's still stuck with me to this day. Um, so yeah, I like to, I like to picture myself as, um, Henry's dad giving him advice. It was like, yo man, you gotta, you gotta make this happen. And lo and behold, he, he made it happen, man. And, and, and the dude's making me look like a limp dick. Um, he went out and he bought a rock the size of the moon. It, it, it's a humongous ring. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, from the videos on social media, I mean, Henry sent it to me um, before, but, you know, she didn't seem to have a clue that it was happening. And, and there's nothing better than that. Um, the, the scene was impeccable uh, right up there overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge. Um it was misty and rainy out here, but, you know, he went out there and he did it. And to see the smile on her face, on his face, uh, to hear his family, his dad laughing in the background, you know, because she was so shocked. Uh, that's <sighs> Henry and I had sent him a text and I said this. This is that shit that we're talking about. This is that shit that we're talking about. I mean, is there anything better than that? And the reason it's such a big deal, um, and this kind of like goes back to when Henry was talking about me having a having a kid when when I was having Graham, I was sober, I was there for my wife, and I was a beautiful thing. Well, in turn, this kind of is the same deal. Um, you know, you get two people who come together by you know, as fate would have it, uh. And they kind of like each other, right? <laughs> um, and they they sit there and they spend more time and they spend more time and and they hit these trials and tribulations. I think I think before I even get into that, let's just get straight into the facts that Kristen didn't even want to go on the first date with Henry. I mean, I mean, what is that, right? And and this is no no um you know slight at Kristen. She was completely honest with it. And she was honest about it. And she said on this podcast, well, 
he he told me he doesn't drink and and that's the craziest shit right like like from somebody from a normie perspective literally going huh man i hey you know he does look like a big sexy man um he kind he kind of has a good game on the on the tinder or whatever the hell they were talking on he's sending good messages he seems kind of funny but he doesn't drink <sighs> what does that look like well um I like to think that that her conscience or 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 something um, pulled her to make that decision and say, you know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll just go check it out. And I, I think she actually said on here, like, eh, I'll I'll get some dinner and then I'll go home and it'll be what it'll be. Um, lo and behold, you know, you know, like I was saying before, I gave that little story was the relationship grew, and and that's not surprising to me. Um, Henry's a very likable guy. Um, very transparent, very funny, um, boisterous and, and sometimes brutally honest, but those are the things we love about him. Um, I, I'm sitting back here thinking about all the wonderful, um, little jokes that we've had since Kristen's been, been involved in Henry's life. Um, there's a prime example of, uh, Cameron always puts his foot in his mouth, um, not only on this podcast, but in my day to day, I am true to this life. <laughs> I remember I was driving. I don't know what it was. It was right in the beginning of the relationship. And uh, we were sending, you know, little video responses back in a group chat with one of our other friends, um, you know, just about our mornings and things like that. And <laughs> fucking... Henry sends a little chat and it's, and it's Kristen, you know, it looks like she's making breakfast, you know, for him and Henry. And I, I think I had been up all night with the kids and I was driving to Rayleigh's because that is one of my like main activities for my life. Um, I, that, that's all I do. So if you're wondering what Cameron does, um, I, I drive to Rayleigh's and I drive back. Um, that, that's what I do every day of my life. Uh, but anyway, so, so he, he sent that video and, and everyone was like, oh man, that's awesome. Like, that's super dope. So I, so I send it, I shoot a response and I go, <laughs> I go, man, I wish, I wish I had some fucking random chick cooking me breakfast. <laughs> and dude, he hits me back. He hits me back almost instantly on that. And Kristen's like, it's like, she's not some random chick, dude. And I felt like such a fucking asshole for that, man, because they were, they were in the infancy of their, of their, uh, their relationship. And I'm over here just assuming she's just another piece of fucking ass for him or something like that. Like, God, what a dickhead. Um, it's funny now that I sit here and I talk about it, but, but man, I, I can literally just, um, I can say the stupidest shit, uh, at, at, at the most inopportune times. Um, but the good news is that I can laugh about it. Um, I think another thing that's that's really important to highlight between their their little love story that I absolutely love is um, these are two people who I don't know if Kristen feels this way, but I'd find it kind of hard not to. Um, and this is me just making an assumption. But it's two people who at some point in their lives probably felt unlovable. I know Henry has felt that way. Um, he's mentioned it here that, you know, like, Hey, how can anybody love me? You know what I mean? Like, like we go from these toxic fucking, um, just terrible relationships, you know, 
in and out of jail, substance abuse, fighting, you know, chaos, 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 just toxicity, you know, you know, slandering each other. I mean, madness. I mean, I was in a few of those as well. And it's just, it's just flat out disgusting and terrible. Um, and so when you're, when you're not in that, um, you can sit there and be like, Hey, if you're still kind of drunk or, you know, using be like, well, who the hell is going to love me, man? I'm just this, I'm just this drunk asshole and, and nobody, nobody wants a, pe- a part of me because I'm just a huge piece of shit. Um, and Kristen, um, has shared this. So this isn't, this isn't, um, you know, breaking news to anybody, but she has been divorced. Um, and I have a, I have just a, a small, you know, feeling inside that, Hey, well, what's wrong with me? Right. Or, 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 you know, did he not love me enough or, or I'm not going to speak for her, but, but maybe those are some thoughts that came into her head. Right. And these are two people who are 36 years old, you know, um, they're in the middle of their lives. Um, both have children, um, you know, not from each other and they have found each other and they have fallen in love with each other. And it's not, um, you know, consumed by madness and toxicity and substance abuse and selling clothes for drugs and, and lying and, and, and all the intangibles that, that, that come with a, a, I guess a toxic, unhealthy relationship. They don't have that. And what's more beautiful than that? Um, it's just, I'm kind of at a loss of words because there's one thing that my sobriety has brought to me. And that is, I'm a, I'm a big fucking softy these days, man. I am so happy for, for Henry and Kristen, man. I am so happy. I, I really am because everybody on this planet deserves to be loved. Everyone, everyone. And that is the biggest of peaks on which I would perish. I mean, everybody, it's the one human emotion that we all crave. And we all want that one person to be by their side. And those two finding each other and her, you know, giving him a shot and sticking around. Henry had a slip up during this relationship before they got engaged. You know, she didn't know how to navigate that. She hasn't been around addiction and addicts and alcoholics. So when that happened, you know, how, how do you deal with that? Well, she dealt with it just how she was supposed to. She loved him, supported him. And what do you know? Hey, Henry's back on the horse, which we already knew he was going to do. Um, and I hate to be bringing up that relapse. Sorry. And I, 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 I shouldn't bring that up all the time. I know you're done talking about it. It's, um, dead in the water, but for this topic, um, it's important because it shows the adversity that you two have been through. Um, but like I said, I'm just so happy that I get to see, um, my best friend, Hen, just so goddamn happy, you know, spending time with, with Lyndon, you know, um, you know, being a dad, you know, clean, clean, um, you know, being there for his, for his daughters out here in California, um, clean and sober and being able to recognize that, Hey, this is the one for me and I do deserve to be loved. Um, Nothing, nothing better than that, in my opinion. 
And this, this goes to um, the next little point that I wanted to bring up. And I think it's, I think it's vital to, to mention um, when we do the right thing. And by right thing, I mean, we get sober, we do the steps, we, we make our amends, we, we, we get humbled. Um, sobriety heals almost all wounds. Uh, you could have listened to the McKenzie episode, and this is the reason I say that, um, where, you know, McKenzie was sitting there talking, Mac is sitting there talking about, hey, um, I was already accepting the fact that, you know, you were going to die. And then you can hear Henry talking about how there was a difference in between their group chats. Like, hey, if you're going to, you know, text from his family, you know, hey, if you're going to live your life like this, just leave us the fuck out of it, you know? And I get it. I get it. And I can totally understand why they would say that. I heard some very fucking terrible things from my family when I was, when I was running and gunning. Um, but, but what I'm trying to get at here is, is, is ready. Um, they're all out there in San Francisco watching him clean, serene, sober as a judge, proposing to the woman that he is going to spend the rest of his life with. And everyone's smiling and laughing and hugging, and it's not surrounded by fucking alcohol or drugs or them concerned or worried about him. What is better than that? What is better than that? It is a rags to riches type of fucking story, and it is the shit that we're talking about. It is. It is. There are some fucking pictures of Hen with his little fucking cartoon phone and all that, where he's not eating and he's living on vodka, terrible, a wretch to fucking society, not doing shit. And you see him now proposing to a wonderful woman who loves him for who the fuck he is, which is another fuck, which is another point that I wanted to bring up. And I'll probably circle back after I get off this little elevated voice rant. But she loves him for who he is. And he is clear eyed sitting up there on a beautiful overlook with a fucking magnum ring that he bought from his hard work, sober, and wearing the podcast hat while doing it like a goddamn boss. Um, there's no excuse for anybody. Anybody can get this type of stuff. You can, you can. And this is, this is my, um, you know, I guess my vague attempt to motivate anybody who's struggling while listening to this right now, you can have all these things. Your vision of what you want your life to be is a possibility. If you are willing to put in the work, anybody is lovable and especially you, especially you. And if you're caught in that fucking circle where we're just playing the hula hoop game of this and that and that and this, and I can't get out of it and I'm just miserable and nothing like what I just witnessed on social media with Henry and his beautiful fiance, um, things like that are never going to happen to me. Well, they can, they can. You just got to put in the work. Um, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up too. And, and I'm sorry for getting a little elevated. Um, Kristen loves Henry for who he is. Kristen loves Henry for who he is. And Henry loves Kristen for who she is. And why do I hammer that home? 
Well, I hammer that home because it's a very important thing for, or at least maybe, maybe, maybe this is a cam exclusive thing. Uh, I didn't think anybody could ever like me when I wasn't intoxicated. You know, I, I, I've come to terms with it now that either you like me or you don't. And, and you know, I like me now and that's really all that fucking matters. And my wife likes, likes me, <laughs> likes me on some days. Um, but she loves the true Henry, the true Henry, not the fun partying fucking guy who, who thought he was Henry. She loves the true Henry for who he is. And he loves her for who she is. They both have pasts. They both have a story. And they both are willing to look past it and love each other. And I mean, for the love of all things holy. What is better than that? I've said that 16 times. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. And I'm just I'm just so goddamn excited about this as I'm dropping shit. Hang on, I'm dropping things. Um, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited for them. And I'm so excited for the future that they are going to have with each other. Um, you know, marriage is a, is a, is a tough game. Um, you know, Ash and I, shit, we've only, we'll be married with two, three years, three years here, um, coming up and, but we've been together for 10, you know, um, it's just, there's always going to be those ebbs and flows and, and it's the people who give up, um, that end up, you know, getting divorced unless there's some atrocious, erroneous shit going on or the people who just aren't compatible. I mean, I mean, who the fuck am I to say that? Um, but I, I see them spending a long and happy life together. And, and I think that's why I'm so excited about it. Um, it's just, it's just very, 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 very beautiful. And so I just wanted to come on here and say that Henry and Kristen, I love you very much. Um, thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for involving me in a part of yours. Um, it means the world to me. Um, I enjoy our banter back and forth in our little group chats. Um, and first and foremost, um, and last but not least, um, thanks for loving my friend for who he is. Thank you. Thank you. And not letting the, the stereotype of, uh, hey, he doesn't drink, so how am I going to have fun with the guy? Well, you found out that, hey, you know, you can have a lot of fun with him and, and, and what's cooler than that. Um, so that's my, uh, my, my deep throat slob sesh for, for those two. Um, I will say this, you now, you two now have, um, I, I'm now, I'm now not even talking to the podcast listeners. This is just exclusively for Henry and Kristen. So if you're listening to this, you're probably like, dude, can this guy shut the fuck up about, um, you know, sucking these guys dicks? I mean, what's happening? Um, so <laughs> like I was saying, you guys now have elevated into, one of the seven layers of hell, and that is wedding planning. Um, so I will pour out a bubbly, sparkling water for you both. Um, Kristen knows this from being previously married, um, so it's no shock to her. And you're in for a wild ride, Hoss. Um, you know, having to plates, napkins, dinners. Uh, are we having chicken? Or are we having crusted halibut? 
Um, is it spring mix? Are we having a balsamic vinaigrette? Um, are the utensils going to be tied with a maroon ribbon or are we going with a, a gold flecked, um, you know, deal? Um, I mean, the stupidest shit, the stupidest shit. And, and I'll be the first one to say this right now. All of that shit does not matter. Um, I did a very modest wedding because I'm a firm believer that all that shit doesn't matter. It is, it is literally the day for you too, for, for Henry and Kristen. Um, it's not to pizzazz everybody for wonderful social media fucking pictures and, and be like, holy shit, man, look how much money they spent on this wedding. That's another thing I can't pal, I can't fucking swallow. So, um, I think it's just the biggest waste of money. I, I just do. I mean, it's okay to have a nice special day, but I mean, dear Lord, like, do we got to be taking second mortgages out on the fucking house so we can sit here and take 7,000 pictures um, for a th like a 10 minute ceremony and then I can dance and then the day's over with. Um, and I feel like I just walked out of the fucking ring with Mike Tyson because that's, that's how it helped happen with me. And, and I didn't thank God take a second mortgage out. Um, because it just it just doesn't add up to me. Um, the fun part is is when you gotta like uninvite people. Um, people get real upset about that. Um, hey, where's my invite? I didn't get invited to your wedding. And I got to be honest with you, it does kind of hurt. It does. Now that I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking about all my friends' weddings that I wasn't invited to. Um, you know, it just it just sucks. And and then you kind of like cop that resentment when you don't get invited to the wedding. So then therefore you're not inviting them to the wedding. I mean, it's just petty nation. Um, uh, I, I, I love a good, a, a good little jab. Hey, I was going to invite you, but you didn't invite me first. So, so suck it, pal. Um, <laughs> I still need some work guys. Um, but, but Hey, that's just, that's just how I felt. And, um, yeah, I had some upset family members, man. Um, but lo and behold, you know, it was a great day. I danced around, um, with some of my greatest friends and, um, you know, had a beautiful day with my wife and that's all that mattered. So, um, heed my advice. Um, we don't need to stroke all the checks, um, to have a beautiful wedding. Um, and also we don't have to invite every person on every side of the family and every friend or every person that we have ever come in contact to, to our wedding as well. So heed my advice on that. Um, what else happened for this little short one? Um, Henry did come out here and he did see, um, the ring, AKA Skatcha, um, which was nice. Um, I know Skatcha, um, super enjoyed his visit. Um, Henry watched him sit up there and straddle a tree, like, like, a, like a tree cowboy, like Henry said in the video, it was fucking awesome. Um, so that was cool. Um, you know, I really, I really don't have much, much more to, to, to say, um, a sec, for you know i'm super juiced for my friends and if you aren't juiced then you need to get the fuck out of here um because this is about positivity and love and healing and um all that type of shit um i did want to do um since i'm here by myself and i like i i, I scramble for um things to talk about uh let's do um a little sober celebrity. What do you think? Okay. So you've heard me on here. Um, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll, I'll rap like Eminem or something like that, because in my opinion, I think he's like a top five, um, rapper of all time. Um, at least in the top 10 and that, that that's up for debate. Um, 
I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, I think I may be a sucker because it was just my generation, but also the dude has like just incredible songs. Um, so good old Marshall Mathers has been sober since 2007. Yes. Um, no, I don't believe it's 2007. Look at me. I don't got my facts straight. Um, he almost died from an accidental overdose on methadone in 2007. He entered rehab and celebrated 12 years of sobriety in April, 2022. So, you know, he's, he's got some time. Um, he's opened up about his addiction saying a part of the way I was living my life, um, that drugs and alcohol were a part of the way that I was living my life. Um, once he got signed to the record label, um, he, he admitted that he used to go to Tijuana multiple times to get drugs like Vicodin because it was so easy to go back and forth to do it. Um, he said when he was in the heaviest drug usage of his addiction, which spanned about five years, which is something I can relate to. I think the heaviest I went was probably like a three to five year span. And, and, and it's crazy to sit here and think about that because you can sit here and be like, fuck man, like I was, I was drunk forever. Well, actually like when I was going real hard like there was no way I was sustaining that for any longer than I, than I could, or, or like I said, I, I'd be dead. Um, but he, uh. It spanned about five years, like I said. His addiction worsened following the release of the Marshall, Marshall Mathers LP as he was readying for his encore album. He was taking uh, Vicodin, Valium, and drinking. Um, at one point, the rapper said he was taking 75 to 80 Valiums a night. Um, dear Lord. Uh, I, 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 never, I never was a pill guy. Um, I know there's a lot of listeners on here who who were pill guys, uh, opiates. Um, it just, it just never did it for me, man. Uh, I had taken Vicodins before, you know, Percocets, um, Percocets, Molly Percocets, <laughs> chase it, bitch, never chase no, but I don't know the fucking words, but, but you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I never, I never got into that. Um, I had family members who, who were into it and, and a lot of friends, um, Oxycontin, uh, took a lot of my friends out. Um, but 75 to 80 volumes a night is fucking extreme. Um, during an appearance on the Paul pod in 2022, he spoke about how his life changed when he got clean while working on his relapse album, which was not a good album. Um, I remember when I first got sober, all the shit was out of my system. I remember just being like really happy and everything was fucking new to me again. He said it was the first album and the first time that I had fun recording in a long time. And that's just super dope. And I think it's super cool that, you know, people can um, step out of the limelight and, and, you know, get sober. Um, You know, sometimes it takes an overdose. Um, Shandles episode, you know, it was a few of them. And then the last big whopper one uh, got him to finally wake up. Um, So um, shout out to Eminem, um, a a staple. I know that he was super close with Elton John, who's another um, uh, big uh, sober celebrity that we've done on here. And I think that is super cool. Um, how can I finish this? How can I finish this? I was looking around for some quotes and I think I'll actually just save it for another day. Um, I'll reiterate what I said. Um, this podcast has probably sucked ass. And if you've listened all the way to this point, I'm sorry. I I really am. I've, I've had like, you know, um, five caffeine bubblies already this morning. I'm a little tired. Kids are sick around here because all they ever are is fucking sick. Um, 
but if you are listening, uh, thank you. Um, let me give you the quick condensed spiel before I close this out. Um, give us a follow everywhere. You know where to find us. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, hit the follow button, please. Please, you know, the numbers have popped up a little bit. So some of you people who are listening who actually hit the follow button, just know I love you more than anything. Um, the new year is coming. Um, everybody be safe. Um, and, and just know that you don't have to get loaded um, to bring in the new year. Um, if it's something that you struggle with, call some sober people, go to a meeting. There's a whole bunch of drunkathons. Um, I don't know about the NA community because I'm not a part of it. Um, but I assume that they are on the same thing because they just literally copied the AA book and, and, and made it their own. It's more the same thing. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're struggling and you don't want to use, um, reach out to people that, you know, go to some meetings. Um, you can totally do it. Um, with that being said, the new year, we will be, um, revamping and restarting, um, our, our social media presence, um, coming out of the holidays. is just too fucking hard. And you'd be really surprised how much work it actually takes to make one solitary TikTok and, and some YouTube shorts. Um, it, 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 it takes some time and, and it's really, really, um, time consuming. So we'll get back on that. So you guys can see some videos of us laughing and, you know, looking like, you know, clowns, but, um, what else? We still have merch. Um, buy some stuff. Support the podcast. Um, there is a support this this podcast link down at the bottom of the show description. Um, you could support this show for as little as 99 cents. Um, it would go a long way to help us keep sustaining this podcast. Um, we want to thank everybody who has donated, who has bought merch. Um, in the first year of Rude Dude, you guys are the real, real MVPs and everybody listening as well. Um, with that being said, actually, I have one more thing and then I'll, and then I'll close. I'm sorry. I'm all over the fucking place. Um, I want to shout out my, uh, my cousin, Hannah. She, she, uh, I'm dropping shit again. Um, she reached out with a very nice message, um, talking about the podcast and, um, mentioned a very, um, important thing that she struggled with, um, that I think we might actually try to get her on. Um, it was, um, her experience with postpartum depression and how she turned to substances um, because of it. So uh, the postpartum uh, substance abuse, which I ha have a, a pretty good idea that she's not the only one that has dealt with it in that fashion. So I think it would be really interesting to pick her brain on that. Um, I think it would be helpful for all expecting mothers, um, mothers of the past, uh, current mothers, and, and, and just us men who, who have no idea what that is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm naturally a depressive person. I take pills for my shit. Um, as I say, sit here and go, yeah, I don't take pills. Yeah. I, I've been on antidepressants for a, a trillion years. Helps keep me regulated. You got a problem with it. Fuck off. Um, but it is, um, it's something that, that I think is very important. So, uh, shout out Hannah. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, Hen and Kristen, I love you very much. Um, sorry if I'm rambling, and I'm sorry if I didn't give you a proper tribute um, on this podcast. Um, regardless of where I'm stationed in your wedding, I don't care if I'm on the last of the line or anywhere, I will get up and give a speech, and I promise you that it will be better um, than this pathetic attempt. Um, just know that I'm standing in front of a room. I'm sitting in a room by myself. Um, I'm a lot better at public speaking. Um, anyways... I love you guys very much. Everybody get on social media. If you know Henry, if you know Kristen, 
um, go tell them congratulations, share your love, um, experience the love, um, relish the love and be love. And, uh, with that, I will finish it like I always do. Hen, I love you very much. And Hen is going to say, be yourself and fuck what they think. And I'm going to do what I always do and go, <laughs> later, dudes. I'm on an MC with the music and miracle. I'm on an upbeat and boy, the lyrics are right. Oh, no. I'll check it out.